You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest was on the tour of Dear Evan Hansen, the first national tour as the Zoe and Alana cover. I have here with me Valeria Ceballos. She is a Latina from Fort Lauderdale, and I am so excited to have her over. Valeria, welcome to Backstage Talk. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So, you were just on the road with the first national tour of Dear Evan Hansen. You've been in a chorus line at the Wick Theater and in the Heights at MT Wichita. But what else do we have to know about you? Um, so you kind of covered, I was from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, my mom is from Peru and my dad's from Ecuador. They both immigrated here um, to Florida when they were 18. And so... Um, Growing up in Fort Lauderdale was really amazing. It was a kind of just like a, a melting pot of, of so many cultures and stuff. Um, so I was very grateful to be growing up in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I didn't really get into theater until probably later in, in my life, like very seriously. Um, so I went to college for theater. Um, I got my BA in theater at Florida State University. And after that, I was very determined to move to New York and try to make this a career. So um, I had about six months of normalcy before the pandemic and um, I got some sort of audition season in there. Um, I got to audition for Dear Evan Hansen the first time, which was very helpful when I auditioned for the second time and I got it. So um, yeah, that's a little bit kind of a summary of, of my career, I guess. For me, um, yeah, I, I think a big part of, of who I am is uh, like I said, growing up in Fort Lauderdale um, and, and having such a close relationship with my family because everyone else is in South America. Um, so I'm very family oriented. Um, and that really has carried on with me throughout my life and through my career. I love it. I love it. Do you remember when or which was your aha moment in which you said, I want to spend my life in the entertainment industry? So... When I first learned about theater, I had already been dancing. So I started dancing when I was like four years old. My mom like could not stop me from dancing in the living room. And she was like, yeah, yeah. no more. <laughs> We're putting you in a dance class. <laughs> um, and I was so grateful that she did. Um, so that was my first passion. And I was in fifth grade um, and my teacher started uh, teaching us her lessons in English and stuff through wicked she would she introduced us to the musical wicked um mm -hmm. it was so awesome we would like break down the lyrics and um figure out like what the words meant and like how this was like a metaphor for this and she would just really like i don't know how she incorporated them into lessons but it was it was incredible and i could not stop singing those songs i had just recently gone into chorus i didn't even know that i could like really sing um, until like fourth grade. So it was just very, everything was very, very new to me. And then she um, was able to take us to the Wicked tour at the Broward Center of Performing Arts, which is my local um, house in Floral Lauderdale. And um, it, it would, that was a huge aha moment because I, I didn't realize that I could dance like I've always loved. I could sing, which I was just starting to learn to love. And I had been acting 
without even knowing it um, since I was little because I, I had always been so expressive as a kid um, and, and the dancing and the emotions. And I would like, I love the storytelling part of dancing. So when I saw it on a stage like that, it, oh my God, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, oh my God, it was like the biggest aha moment I think a kid could have. Um, but I didn't know that I could do it. Um, I didn't have any performing arts friends or family. Um, my, my, my grandma does opera in Peru <laughs> that was at her community church. And that's like really the only thing that I've ever had like performance wise in my family. Yeah. So I was, I was completely lost. Um, and I just did like drama club in high school, which was obviously like the best thing I could have. And, and so amazing for me at the time. Um, so I didn't really have a, like a second aha moment until I think I got rejected to from the uh, BFA program at FSU. And I think my my second aha moment of like, no, I know I can do this, but I'm going to like have to really fight and learn a lot to do it was when I got into the uh, we have like general auditions for college and they um, so th that means that they allow anyone in the college, even if you're not a BFA or in the theater program at all um, to audition for the mm -hmm. school plays. And so I auditioned and I got into a course line my freshman year of college. I was not a BFA. I was with all the other BFAs. Um, and that was like a, oh, I, I think I think I can do this. Like, I think I, I think it was just a, a learning curve. Like, I, I definitely did not know what I was doing in an audition. And so that was like my second, like, no, this this is what I'm good enough to be doing this. I think I just have a lot to learn. Um, and that kind of just got all the wheels turning. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I love that. I mm -hmm. love that. And it's so nice that your grandma does opera. Back yeah. in Peru. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She gets so proud. She's like, Ay, como yo. And I'm like, yeah, just, just like you, grandma. Yes, I will eat that. Just like you, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So. How was this huge Dear Evan Hansen audition process? Like, I, I want to know before we get into your Latin American heritage. Yeah. So I I mentioned I auditioned before the pandemic happened. So basically, I I think I went to an open call. So I do have an agent um, that can get you appointments into the room and a, a little quicker. But I was also just in the mentality of like, I need to go out and audition. I need to like, just try and get into every room. So I hadn't gotten an audition for that yet, but I saw an open call um, as a non-union actor. And so I woke up at five in the morning. I went to this room, I was able to be seen. Um, and I just did like uh, a quick pop cut. I don't even know what I sang. Um, and that was it. I was like, okay, bye. Um, and then I think months later, that was probably in like, September like October season and then I think my first audition for them was in February so like my official like uh like appointment and yes. so I went through my first initial call I did the callback um slash like no it was a callback a callback and then a work session which means um that you meet the associate director usually and the music director was there um and they work with you to kind of see like how well you take direction and how well you understand the characters because I had been going in for Zoe and Alana. So those are very drastically different characters. <laughs> One of them is very, very, very uh, 
big and bubbly and has a huge personality and the other one is very muted and grounded and very like into herself so or to herself i should say not into herself um so that is a big uh challenge in and going into the audition room and trying to like juggle what they were telling you like it was a bunch of notes it was it was a really long it's about like 30 minutes of a session honest it can be because there's so much material you have to do so that was a, a big feat um to do and then I had a final audition and that's with like for the producers they have like this big camera and lights on you it's it's really intimidating um and so I didn't get it the first time and like I said that was probably towards the end of February and then everything shut down at the beginning of March so it was kind of like okay well I would have been on the middle of the road and just like had to go home so then um when everything kind of started coming back up I auditioned again and that was another like just a random i like i sang once in like let's say august i was like okay i sang and i didn't hear anything i was like all right fine guess i'm not doing this show anymore it's okay um i'm not good anymore and then i didn't hear back again until again like february i think that was just like the time of the the contracts were like starting to be renewed and that they knew that they were looking for someone so i went in for an initial call and it was probably it was the worst initial call anyone can go to not because of me thankfully but because new york is new york and we were we had to be like at least 12 floors up i think we were in pearl pearl studios in in uh midtown and there was this uh hammer that was what's the the hammer that that goes into the ground yeah the, the big one the big one the big one and it did not stop and i had to sing requiem through the entire it was a a sledgehammer i think this is what it's called no i think i'm singing something else whatever (laughs) it it was a big hammer and it was making so much noise the entire time that i sang requiem i had a tear going down my face i was giving them everything and you just heard like the entire time and you could just see it on i had the an associate director in there i think i had um ben Cohn, the music director in there and um and kevin who was the casting director and he they all were just like like (laughs) it was crazy and i just i didn't even look like i i couldn't hear i pretended like it wasn't there it wasn't in zoe's room i wasn't thinking about it 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 was it was so bad um and they felt so bad i could see it in their face they're like oh i'm so sorry like let's just like keep trying to go and i was like yeah let's just do it Uh, because i knew the material so well by now i hadn't been doing it for so long i kept all my notes from the first session so like i was pretty confident in what i was doing it, it just was the circumstances that I had. Yeah. Um, and Kevin ran after the, after me at the room and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I talked to them if they wanted to like try and move rooms because we're going to move rooms now because after what happened to me, they're like, we yeah. should move rooms. Um, and they're like, we're going to move rooms. But they said that they heard what you what they needed to and that like you don't have to do it again. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I hope I did well. Um, and I did. So thankfully I got a callback and I, we did the whole process again. We did the callback, we did the work session. Um, and then the final callback, I was so intimidated and so nervous by these big cameras and lights. I called everyone after that audition and I was sobbing on the phone. I was just like, I didn't get it. 
I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I, I was so, I was so like nervous and intimidated and I, and, and my imposter syndrome took over and I was like, I don't think they're going to look for me. I, I had been, I was 23 or 24 when I first auditioned for the show and I was 25, 26 for this yeah. to play 16 and 17. Granted, I still look young. Let me not, uh, <laughs> uh, I still look young. I got the Latina blood in me, but, um, uh, I was very like intimidated by the younger girls that were there. I was like, I don't think that I'm, I'm fit for this show anymore. And then obviously I got the call like a c- couple days later and I was like, Ugh. you know, it's such a like, typical like performer thing to do in your head to just like say like, oh my God, you didn't get it. Yeah. But I, I, I got it. And it was, that was like such an, an amazing like moment after like this whole audition process of like over the two years basically with the pandemic to to finally get this tour that you've wanted so bad oh my god what what a roller coaster of emotions everywhere everywhere Everywhere. yeah yeah um i want to know how has your peruvian ecuadorian heritage influenced your artistry so specifically for dear van hansen i feel like it was so special to have different takes of of a Zoe and Alana, especially because when you're on the road, you, you're going to all these specific places that, you know, is different from the demographic in New York. You can get as many tourists as you want, but it's different when you do Dearborn Hanson in El Paso, Texas, you know. Um, and I think that's that was really special to me to carry my heritage along with me across the, the country. Um, I had one girl, um, I think we were in LA and I was playing Alana um, it was very early in the run. We'd only been there for like three weeks. Um, and she reached out to me and she was like, I looked at your name and, and I looked at your bio and I was just like, I just had, I like kind of knew. She was like, I, are you Peruvian? And I was like, yeah, I am. And and we just spoke to each other and it was just such a beautiful like moment and especially so early in the process for me to be like, wow, like this is what I'm taking with me. This is what I'm portraying on the stage. So that was really one of my big, biggest moments outside of like having those shows that are like that I am portraying a Latina like a lot that's been basically a lot of my career has been doing in the heights two or three times I was going to do in the heights again um I I got I was going to play Nina before I got the tour and so like that was just kind of like what my career had been playing the Latina Diana Morales she was also like Puerto Rican so to to be to be influenced in a certain in a different way with my artistry in a show that is just not talking about race. It's not talking about the story of, of, of our oppression of, of anything that's, mm-hmm. that's sad or, or bad is just kind of like a story about family and connections. And that was really special to, and a new thing for my artistry um, as proven in Ecuadorian. However, on the flip, flip side, I think it's been so special to do in the Heights and to do, um, to play Diana Morales in, and West Palm Beach and and um, and Florida, and to bring that my specific uh, heritage and my like in my culture into those specific roles, um, because I, I there aren't specific roles for a Peruvian woman or a, an Ecuadorian woman, you know, and especially like being half and half, you know, that's just never. I think that's never going to happen. So it it is very special to me when I do find the opportunity to find what I have and put that into a role that is not, you know, specific to my 
to my countries. I love that. I love that. And yes, um, last year in the other Latin, in the first Latin musical theater special, we had uh, Mateo Liscano, who was also a cover for several roles, both mm-hmm. on Dear Evan Hansen, on Broadway and the tour. And mm-hmm. he was telling me how during this workshop process, when he entered the show, um, he was able to put his heritage into the Dear Evan Hansen universe characters. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful how you can bring so much baggage and so much backstory to these characters, um, given that you have a very different background mm-hmm. from the the characters, from these initially white mm-hmm. or other ethnic characters yeah. through or on the show so I love I love that yeah um that was definitely very special for that was very special for all of us the past couple of years um with people like Mateo that like were able to finally show themselves on the stage you know that was such a rare thing for Dear Van Hansen and that was something that we fought for very specifically in our year um because we had Asian Americans that were like on stage you know um Lily Thomas Elena Anderson they were it was very special to see them on stage and to see them every single night um, because there wasn't a lot of that culture. So that, like you said, it was, it was very special the past couple of years to be able to, to see more of ourselves telling just, it's just about family. It doesn't have to be, you know, it, a, a big problem with, with musical theater and, and the Broadway world is that they kind of stick to what they, what has been cast. And sometimes what has been cast is in the early two thousands and, you know, diversity wasn't, as as included and and that's that was really special for us to just finally tell the story um with whatever culture and whatever like background that we had oh yeah absolutely absolutely for you what is the best thing about being a latin artist given that you are half and half as you just said yeah i think the first thing that comes to mind is the community um Well, sometimes it's frustrating to know, like I was saying, uh, a lot of my auditions are Latin central and and that sometimes feels a little um, like I'm in a box of like, this is what my shoe in process is like, okay, I'm obviously going to go in for this Latin role. Um, There's something special about going into these Latin calls and, and walking into the room and, you know, looking around being like, these are all like my people these are all my family in some sort of way um and even if they're not in uh, all concentrated in one room it's so special to me to you know come into a room and meet someone and say like oh like i see that last name or like i you know to say something in spanish and to be like oh my god and then to have like a conversation in in spanish or or just to to connect in that way to be like okay like we we have a special connection um and that's that's like what is really special to me as a Latin artist um, because I, I didn't grow up with a lot of like Latin friends. I didn't really like, well, Fort Lauderdale was so was so diverse. Like I think a lot of the Latin community was concentrated in Miami and, yeah. and I didn't have a lot of that, like that culture surrounded by me. Um, I just had my family. So that that's always very special to me to be able to find that artistry around me and to, to find a new part of like family within each room because I've made a lot of friends just literally on on the fact that like we're both Latina and we're both struggling we're both on in this audition room and it's like okay we're we're Latina strong you know like that and that's that's awesome to me 
I love that. I love that. Who is your biggest Latin inspiration? I think, I think it would have to be Krista Rodriguez um, or Lindsay Mendez. I'm, I love them both. Um, I think Krista Rodriguez um, has been such an inspiration for me as an artist outside of her Latinness. Um, and I think her career is, has been so like influential on me because of one of the roles that she has played, you know, I've also done in the Heights, I've played Wednesday Adams. Um, and, and so it's been so special to just see her be, I think a, a lot of things that I've been talking about, it, it, it's so special to see her play a Latin role, but also to not play Latin roles and to see like, you know, at first glance, it's not just always like, oh, of course she's playing this role. It's like, she's just talented and she can tell a story. And I think that's always been really special for me to see. And that's played a, a huge um, influence on my, on my career. I love that. I love that. Valeria, my last question for you is, what are your top five favorite musical theater shows? I had to really think about this one. Okay. <laughs> Cause there's so many and okay. Okay. I think my first one is waitress. Love I it. love, I love Sarah Bareilles with all of my heart. Um, I've seen that so many times. I sing it all the time. I'm obsessed with waitress. Um, second would be wicked. We'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, and I could watch, again, I've watched that so many times. It gets me every time. It's such a beautiful story. And there's been so many people to tell the story, which is also amazing to just kind of see a new Elphaba, a new Glinda. I love that part of that type of like show that's been up. Um, I love A New Brain uh, by William Finn. It's, I did it in college and I had no idea what it was about. I had never heard of it. And I fell in love with it. It's, it's so special. It's so hard to do. It's, it was such a challenging and fulfilling show to do. Um, and I just recently sang it in like a little concert. Um, and it, it, it was just so special. Like that, those, that music is just so, is so special and so beautiful to sing. Um, what else did I say? Um, oh, a chorus line, of a chorus course. line. Yeah. I, again, it's, I'm a little biased cause I've done these shows, but it, it was, <laughs> I, I think a chorus line is the perfect musical. I think it has something in it for everyone. I think it's so smart. I think it's so entertaining. It, it's, it, it's one of the most perfect shows in my opinion. Um, it's not too long. It tells a story for every single person, which I think is so special that like, there's not a lot of shows that get to highlight a specific person and everyone gets their moment. Everyone gets to be a part of the story. Um, and I think that's really special. And In the Heights, another one that oh. I've done. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> um, but In the Heights just has such a, a special community. I think every time you do In the Heights, you leave with a new family. That is like, without a doubt, the most a community that I've ever felt every single time that I've done that. It's, it's such a quick way to, to really connect with people and to celebrate with people. Um, I mean, like there's just so many, there's so much joy and there's so much vulnerability in, in that yeah. show. Um, 
and I would do it over and over again. You know, if there's another call, put me in, put me in, I'll do it. Cause I just, I can't get enough of that show. And I would eventually love to play Nina or Vanessa or both. Um, so there's definitely plenty of In the Heights uh, left in me to do. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. Valeria, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, for everything. I know that you will keep inspiring young young Latin thespians. Um, now that the, the, the tour has ended, but in any and every show that you will do, I know you will. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.